1: This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about why creating a unique branded system is so important to your business. We'll show you how having one can reinforce and extend your current brand and how it can establish you as an expert in the market. That's up in a bit in our Business Builder segment, so stay tuned, but first up, We're going to be focusing on one of the secrets discussed in our upcoming book, Turn Knowledge to Profit, The Six Secrets of Successful Speakers, Coaches, and Authors. On today's show, Michael and I will be talking about how persistence drives results. We meet a lot of people who want to be millionaires, but most have a hard time doing the work that's required. The most successful entrepreneurs are the ones who pursue their dream no matter what obstacles they face. I'm really excited about our conversation today and taking it in more depth. So let's get started.
2: Well, this is exciting. You know the, This topic in particular about persistence, I think it's so very, very important. And It's really part of our upcoming book, Turn Knowledge to Profit, as you mentioned in the intro. And Really, the purpose of that book is to learn from those people who have been successful so that you can leverage what they know and really accelerate the growth of your business. a while back, Napoleon Hill wrote *Think and Grow Rich*. And again, if you, we've talked about this book before, but if you're not familiar with it, you really ought to pick up a copy and and read it. It's really quite an amazing book. But really, what his idea was that it, if you wanted to be rich, then what the first thing you needed to do was to go find out what rich people did. How did they behave? How did they how did they build their wealth? And then use that as a strategy for building your own wealth and so we wanted to take the same thing and apply it to to business and entrepreneurship and really look at what were the successful things that that speakers coaches and authors did to make them successful what were those things that they did uh, and that anyone could really do so that's what we, we bring in the book and that's really what these Sessions have been about kind of exploring those six secrets and and really seeing how they apply to entrepreneurship
1: And you know like so many Entrepreneurs in business when you have an idea or a passion for something Like we did when we started the podcast four years ago We knew we wanted to get more messages out and we didn't quite know what it was gonna look like or what it was going to do, but we believed in what we were doing. And as a result, this book has come together. We started having conversations, we started having discussions with successful entrepreneurs, learning on their journey. And it was really interesting because you noticed, Michael, the trends because you're always listening to those interviews, you notice the themes, and that was what the book was created from. And I want to challenge all of our listeners that you don't always have to know exactly where you're going to end up, but just be passionate, be committed to what you're doing, and trust that everything is going to come together. You know, I'm really excited about these conversations looking. At, inside the pages of our upcoming book, exploring the six secrets, giving you a preview, and sharing some of the stories from the people that we've talked about, some of the things that we've learned. And on today's episode, we're really looking into the fifth secret, persistence drives results.
2: Yeah, and that's a great example that you gave of the podcast itself. Because if you know, you think back to when we started this podcast, um, you know, we didn't know where it was going to go, but we just sort of plugged away at it week after week after week, and now we're well over a hundred thousand total downloads, total listens, and um, the the question I get asked by other podcast hosts on the network. Uh, more than any other question is, well, how did you get to 100,000? You know, How did you do that? Because I want to do that. And certainly there's some things I share with them about what we did. There's some techniques that we used, but in addition to those techniques, really part of it, and I always tell them this, part of it is you just have to do it. Part of it is having a lot of shows out there. We've been at this for a while now, and we have shows on the podcast that are two and three years old at this point they're still downloaded almost every week there'll be one or two downloads on those shows that are two or three years old so so part of being successful with this podcast has been just being persistent just doing it week after week after week after week and I I know it's not sexy it's not exciting it's not you know, get rich quick overnight, but that's sort of the way business is as well. I mean, so we're, we're faced with so many get rich quick schemes today. Just the uh, yesterday, I was uh, scrolling through Facebook and I came across this, somebody who was, it was an ad, a sponsored ad, and they were selling a way to make money buying and selling exotic cars. And I thought, boy, you know, you got to be crazy. These cars are like each or $300,000 each. But his claim was that, well, he had this system where you could get them really a lot less expensive below market, and then you could flip them and make money. And I'm just thinking, boy, that was the the example, the perfect example of a get-rich-quick scheme. Because if you sort of step back from that, you kind of recognize that you know, you're probably not going to get rich buying and selling exotic cars. It's just really, come on, seriously? that's That can't be possible. Yet there he was selling it. And, and that's just a, a bizarre example from yesterday. I mean, we run into those all the time where people are trying to tell you how to buy and sell real estate or how the you're going to grow to seven figures by uh, placing Facebook ads or how you're going to leverage eBay into a million-dollar business or, you know, whatever it might be but really since the beginning of time and true through to today in my view persistence is really what drives your ultimate success it really is what makes you successful no one's successful overnight or i shouldn't say no one very few people are successful overnight there's they they work hard at it and they work hard sometimes for years i think there's there's not an athlete out there that won't tell you that they practice all the time to get better. There's not a a performer, a musician, or an actor, or anybody out there that won't tell you that it took them years and years and years to hone their craft and really get good at it. In fact, uh, I was listening to an interview with Robert De Niro a while back, where he said you know, he was uh, what he called a a 10-year overnight success. You know, it took him 10 years to become an overnight success. So, you know, it it was just persistence that really got him there.
1: Well, and think about it. If it could truly happen overnight, everyone would have that level of success. And we want it. But oftentimes, I think what happens and you and I have had this conversation a number of times, Michael, is that you just have get started. You have to believe in what you're doing. You have to get started. You've got to put that stake in the ground and start getting into action. And the one thing we heard over and over from all the interviews was where people are today is not where they started. Sometimes it's one iteration. Sometimes it's 10 and that's okay. You could recalculate once you're moving forward, but you can't make changes what we think in our head sounds really good as an idea or as a product is great but once you get out and start testing it in the market and actually having people use it working with clients it's often very different and we often make it more complicated than we need to make it so i think it's really important to start getting into action start doing something Put your stake in the ground and just trust and just keep at it. Keep that persistence going.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, we talked before in an earlier episode about uh, passion, and that's one of the secrets as well in the book. And so I would encourage you to go back and and listen to that episode where we talk about um, uh, entrepreneurs monetizing their passion. And that's really where it all starts. It really, everything starts with your passion, but persistence is really what drives you forward. And uh, you know you can be passionate all you want about something, but if you don't, as you say, get out and do something about it, it's just not going to matter to anyone. Um, you know, we're all born with a number of gifts. We're all born with with, um, with things that we can e- exploit and leverage, and really become very good at. Some people, as we mentioned earlier, are athletes. Some are actors. Some are engineers. Some are salespeople. You know, whatever it is that's your passion. That's where it starts, but every single person that's been successful in any of those fields has spent a lot of time and, uh, and persevered for a long time in order to be really good at what they do and to make it into a success. And that's really up to you. I mean, it's what you do with your gifts uh, is really up to you, and whether you leverage them, whether you hone them, whether you um, create success with them, or you just think about creating success, but never really do anything. That's really totally up to you, um, you know. And and so it really is all about persistence. And you know, everyone has experienced some setbacks from time to time. I mean, there's no successful person out there that hasn't experienced setbacks. And in fact, I would I would venture to guess that almost all of them have experienced pretty significant setbacks at one time or another. They either were. Uh, lost a lot of money, or they uh, changed careers, or um, you know whatever the issue might have been. But th- they've had some setbacks, and that's really where persistence comes in. It really, kind of, it really is about what do you do with that setback? What do you really make out of that setback? Do you learn something from it and then move on, or do you let it eat away at you and and let it? sort of hobble you into giving up your dream or giving up your passion and um, you know if you give it up or you let it take over your life which we've seen some people allow it to do you know then you're, you're not going to be successful ultimately or you're not going to be happy at whatever you do and so it's really those people that persist and that take that shortcoming or take that setback and say okay that didn't succeed but now what can i learn from that how can i apply that to what comes next
1: i absolutely agree because when something happens you can look at it as a loss or you can learn from it and i've been um interesting timing on this conversation because i've been doing a lot of reading and really looking at mindset and how you take what happens to you and how you can turn it around and successful um, athletes, business owners, people that are making things happen are the ones that say, "Okay, what lesson can I learn from what just happened?" They never look at it as a loss or something bad or something wrong. They always say, "What's the message? What lesson can I learn?" And I think that's something really important for people to focus on and really keep that clarity. And you know, I have um, one of my my things that I have by my computer is. What's the lesson? And I always try to remember that when something happens. And it really helps me quickly get into evaluation versus, you know, self pity or feeling sorry or being mad. It helps me get into action so I can move forward and propel forward.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, everybody starts out somewhere. I, you know, it's interesting. Again, timing. I was listening the other day to some really early early recordings of um John Lennon and Paul McCartney um probably one of the greatest songwriting duos that that we've known and i listened to some of those early recordings and, and i got to say they're really not very good <laughs> they're just not very good and and that's you know what you know they could have stopped there and said hey we're not any good let's go on to something else but instead they persisted you know they said well that one wasn't very good but what do we learn from that you know that didn't work very well what do we learn from that how can we make it better the next time and over time they became obviously much better to where now there's literally a catalog of hundreds and hundreds of songs that everybody's heard and everybody knows because they persisted and and so i think that that's so important that you know when you get those setbacks that you really step back from it and say, okay, well, that didn't work. Acknowledge that. Now what can you learn from it and how can you apply it going forward? Um, for the book coming up, Turn Knowledge to Profit, You know, I, I, and you know, I started out probably five or six times before I got the right outline. So I started outlining outline it. That didn't work. So then I changed some things around. That didn't work. So then I changed some other things and still didn't work. Um, so it really took four, five, six, seven iterations before we got to the place where we said, oh, you know what, that's, that's the outline we wanna go with, that's the structure of the book, now let's write it. And so again, it's that setback of of just trying something, putting it out for people to look at, taking the feedback and then learning from it and moving on. And that's really what persistence is all about
1: absolutely and that gets into um, the second part of our conversation which we're going to continue after we take a real short break and we're going to really look at focusing on results and how that plays into it
3: have you ever asked yourself this question why is it so hard to make a buck (laughs) i know i have hi i'm sandra yancey founder and ceo of e-women network what i have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy
0: creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
1: Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit today on our success secrets michael and i are talking about one of the secrets in the upcoming book turn knowledge to profit the six secrets of successful speakers coaches and authors today we're talking about secret number five persistence drives results and if you missed our conversation before the break you absolutely want to go back and listen to it it really talks about how getting into action is so important and how you control your destiny. And it's all about getting started. And the second part of the conversation, Michael, I wanna make a little bit of a shift and I wanna talk about how people focus on results because that was one of the things we saw over and over again through our conversations with the entrepreneurs is how they took what happened and used it to propel them forward and make the adjustments they needed to make in what they were looking for or trying to accomplish.
2: Yeah, this is an important point and, and it's really sort of an interesting area for entrepreneurs especially because really in some ways you could say the buck stops with us and that's especially true for speakers, coaches and authors I think because um, and it's something that's been true for me that you know I came from the corporate environment I know you did too and. Not that you would purposely blame someone else, but there's a, when you're in a, a large company, there's always someone else to blame for, um, not necessarily failures, but things that go less than, than ideally. And, and so it's really quite a bit different when you're an entrepreneur that now there's no one else to blame. You know, If it doesn't work, that's on you. That's sort of the downside of it. But the upside of it is is that when you're successful, you get all the credit. So you get all the blame when it's not so good. You get all the credit when it is good. And, And really what we found was that these successful entrepreneurs, they always kept focused on what they wanted the result to be. They always, they sort of ignored the whole blame game. They ignored the taking credit game. And they said, well, where do I want to go? Where do I want to be? And how do I get there? And I think that's so important in terms of persistence and the whole conversation we're having today that that really it's, it's being able to sort of lift your head up from the day-to-day business aspects or the day-to-day working on your business and really keep focused on that end result so that you can keep moving in that direction.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's really important, as you mentioned before the break, to have a clear vision of where you want to go and what you want to accomplish. Having that clarity allows you to take things that come up and say, does it fit? Does it not fit? What do I need to adjust? Um, Oftentimes when we start, we've got this perfect vision of where we want it to be and what we want it to look like. But as we all know, as you start down that path, things happen that you can't account for or people love one part and not another so you have to be adaptable flexible kind of turn on a dime but you want to make sure that you're staying within that vision because otherwise it's really easy to get off the path and um go down that rabbit hole kind of squirrel keep coming up and up
2: yeah absolutely i think that that's so important to have a vision and we talked about vision and opportunity and, and how that fits into the whole of uh, scheme of success uh, in an earlier episode. And we're, we kind of come back around to it here because, you know, we've talked today about being persistent, really overcoming obstacles, but really you need to know where you're going. So it's really sort of comes back on that loop again of the vision. You really need to know what are the results you're, you're trying to achieve in order to be persistent because you, you, you can be persistent about anything. But if you don't know where you're going, then it really doesn't make much sense. So really, it's about having that vision and then focusing on that vision as you move forward so that you're always course correcting. You're always looking for ways to get back towards or closer to that vision and really focusing on that as the end result. And that's, again, really an important part of success successful entrepreneur journeys is that they, they stay focused on the results. They stay, look, take a look at each situation they're in and they say, okay, so how do I use this situation to get closer to my goal? How do I actually persist at what I really want to achieve? and come out of whatever situation it is, I mean, positive or negative, how do I use that? And, and so I think that's really, really critical to success. You know? And then the other thing that we, we haven't talked about yet, which I think is equally as critical, is just having a lot of faith in yourself. That's so important. Um, really, it's interesting because what we find is that most of the successful entrepreneurs that we've talked to, and we've talked to more than 100 now, for the, the podcast, one of the most important things that they always talk about is that they know in their core that they're gonna be successful. Not, not that they think they'll be successful or that they think they have a good idea or that maybe it will work, but they really have faith in themselves and faith in their idea that they know it's gonna be successful. And that, I think, gives them a lot of the energy that's needed to persist because you know we've been talking about persistence and, and really doing what you need to do, but that's hard work in some cases. And it's, you know, in some, sometimes you're in a situation where persist is the last thing you wanna do. But if you really have faith in yourself and you really believe in your vision and you really believe that you're going in the right direction and you have something to offer, then that gives you that energy to get over those hurdles and continue to persist after and move after your goal.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing you and I've talked about when it comes to persistence and it comes to getting into action is really surrounding yourself by the right people, by the right community, knowing that you can reach out any time you need something. And you and I were talking about this recently. You know, when you ask for help, you wanna know that someone's gonna pick up the phone. You wanna know that someone's gonna return the email, that someone's gonna make the connection, someone's going to be able to give you some insights when you're asking questions. So I think that is really important. And I think people often discount The value of having that community, having people to collaborate with, being able to draw from from that and get some a fresh perspective and also have someone be able to say to you, you know, that's probably not the best move right now, but you know they're saying it because they want your success, not because they want you to fail. So I think that community and having that, which we've had through eWomen Network, and I think that's really important to be able to draw on that and know where you can turn, because when the tough, you know, when it gets tough going, you need to have that support. You need to have somebody that you can draw on other than just yourself.
2: You sure do. I mean, it's really, really important. And it's sort of interesting, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about some of the other secrets in the book. And it's interesting to me, as we were putting this book together, um, we talk about these six secrets, but there really is a lot of overlap and a lot of um, really... Um, what do I want to say there's a, a a lot of times when they support one another there's a lot of mutual intertwined. benefit and intertwined yeah um, so you know we've talked about persistence towards uh vision and then vision was another of the of the six secrets. you're talking about networks and why that's important. that's another of the six secrets. So they really it's sort of interesting how they're intertwined and how they really support each other and and um, you can you certainly, Focus on one at a time, which is what we've done in this book. But then you sort of step back and you say, you know, there really are a lot of connections between these, and um, so it's not like um, someone is going out and having to make six major changes in the way they approach business. It's almost like it's one change from six different perspectives.
1: Mm, that's an interesting way to put that. I hadn't thought of it that way before.
2: Yeah. So, so it really, you know, it is an interesting to think about it that way, but. You know, I think, uh, and if I think back over a lot of the the entrepreneurs we've interviewed, um, I can't really think of any of them that have really just focused on one. They've they've had one that has come to the top. You know, they've they've certainly talked more about one than the others, but. Most of them have talked about at least three or four or five of the six. Mm-hmm. And so they really are kind of intertwined for them. And they really are all different sides of the same uh, the same picture, really.
1: And oftentimes, it's just a small tweak. It's not a big wholesale change. And I think that's something important for people to remember. It's not that you've got to make major shifts. But sometimes, it's that 20% shift that'll give you the 80% result. And I think that's important. It, and finding what little shift do you need to make in each of the areas to have a big result and to get you closer to what you wanna do and be able to make a bigger impact in the world.
2: Absolutely, so you know, I think it's right in the closing, when you're talking about persistence, you're talking about really driving results because you you really just need to stay at it over time and create that success, you know. But it all starts with your passion, and then knowing what your value is, knowing, um, you know, how, using networks and leveraging your networks, and really understanding that you know it's it's about persistence. And so all those are really sort of intertwined
1: absolutely and i'm really excited about the release of the book turn knowledge to profit the six secrets of successful speakers coaches and authors
2: yeah two weeks two weeks from today is when it it releases so um, it'll be available on that day on release day may 24th um, on um, amazon the kindle version will be just 99 cents for that one day
1: Very exciting. And you can go to turnknowledgetoprofit.com slash book and learn more. We'd love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit. And if you've got any questions, let us know and be sure to stay connected. So we want to thank you for joining us today. We need to take another real quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
3: I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation. About how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world.
0: If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, We're going to be talking about creating your unique branded process.
1: You know, I think there's a lot of confusion on what that actually means. And I think a great way is to have you start by telling us what is a unique branded process?
2: Well, a unique branded process is really a process that's specific to you, that distinguishes you from your competitors. And that's what makes it unique. That's what makes you unique. And then it's branded, which means that the name is part of your business branding. It's an extension of you, it's an extension of your company and your branding.
1: So how do you get started in creating your unique branded process?
2: Well, there are really three steps to creating a unique branded process or a UBS. First, identifying all the things that you do with your most successful clients. The things that really make you unique, your approach unique. Second, you want to take all those things and arrange them into, say, four to six process steps. And then finally, you want to create a name for those steps and a name for the overall process to brand it as your own.
1: So it sounds like you really need to have a clear understanding of what your process is. And I know that one of the things that we talk about in Turn Knowledge to Profit is having experience working with clients so that you can pull out those pieces that you do over and over again. So can you talk a little bit more about each one of those steps? Absolutely.
2: And you're absolutely right. It's, it's really about working with your clients first to figure out what it is you do that makes them successful. And you can read all the books you want, you can go to all the training you want, uh, listen to all the experts you want, but until you've actually worked with clients, it's very, very difficult, or I would actually say impossible, although I don't like to use that word, but it's impossible to know what works for you, what works for your clients, what's the actual process that is unique to you, that makes you, you in the market. So first, you really want to identify those things that you do with each of those clients. And the best place to start is with your most successful clients. Now hopefully all your clients are successful. but. I always start with the most successful ones because that's the process you want to model whatever you did with them that caused them to be successful that's what you want to do with everyone else and so really look at them what processes did you follow how did you interact with them how did you help them achieve results what are the results they achieved and you know how did they put that all together so you really want to start by looking at what are you doing with your clients and what has made them successful. That's really the, the basis of it. How, you, know, you can look at how you engage with them. What, you know, what do you do first with them, and then second, and then third, and so on and so on. And, and really that's where it's at. Now what I do uh, in almost every case when I'm doing this with a client, helping them develop their UBS, uh, I'm old school, I use Post-its. You know, Post-its have been around for decades and they're still just as good as they ever were. So, you know, we'll brainstorm what are all the things that you do, and we'll just put each one on a post-it, stick it up on the wall, and then get all that stuff out so that we can see exactly what it is you're doing.
1: And it's really interesting because when I've watched you do that process over and over again, most people say it's a really simple process, but when you actually start talking it out and each of the steps... It's, there's a lot of things people are doing that they're not even aware of and that's the really important part of doing this because then you can see the patterns, you can put things together in categories. It really is a process and it's really difficult to do it by yourself. So once you've identified the activities that you do, what do you do next?
2: Well, the next thing you want to do is take all of those activities and sort of package them up or group them into a series of really clear steps. And this is where it really helps, as you said, to have somebody there to talk things out with. Or it really helps, in my case, to have somebody who's somewhat unfamiliar with the process. And that might sound sort of counterintuitive, but it really helps because a lot of times where we've gone through a process that I'm trying to create. You'll ask lots of questions and what we call those are naive new person questions. There's questions that are great questions um, from someone who doesn't know your process. And so I'll write something down and sometimes you'll say, well, what, how did you get there? Oh, well, you know what? There were three steps before that that I just forgot to, to put down. So it's really important to have somebody like that to really, really look at those. And they really help in the grouping as well. So you want to take those activities, group them together uh, into some logical steps or, or, or segments or, or things. For example, I'm working with a coach right now who focuses on helping businesses use technology efficiently. And that's a big topic. I mean there's a lot of stuff that he does. When we started to go through the stuff he does, there's just literally hundreds of things. But he's packaged all that up into a five-step process. It's working in the cloud, handling the data, privacy and security, communications, and mobile integration. So those are the five things that he really focuses on. And everything he does, all of those individual activities, go under one of those five major topics
1: that's a lot and it's interesting because i think that sometimes when we're putting things together a lot we see things as overlapping but they're really very distinct pieces and that's how you get your process
2: yeah it really is it you know i'd like to say there's a science to it i mean there's there's some science but in a lot of cases it's art it's really just Looking at all of those activities, and that's why I love post-its, because I can step back, I can look at all of the stuff that's there and start to move individual activities around into logical groupings. And if that grouping doesn't work, then we'll try something else until we find something that, that fits everything in the process that I'm I'm trying to analyze.
1: So once someone has identified what those steps are and they've kind of broken it into those, those buckets, what do they do next?
2: Well, that's where the third step comes in, naming the process. Um, and if you define your process steps with a unique name, then it really becomes your process. It really distinguishes you from everybody else out there in the marketplace and that's really important especially in today's world where there's so much noise there's so many different people that are likely doing something similar to what you do but if you can identify a unique branded process that has a catchy name to it that people can remember it really distinguishes you from everyone else and I know I've been to a number of different networking events with our process and our process is the quick Six formula when I say that most people respond wow that sounds interesting tell me more about that well that's exactly what a branded process is supposed to do it's supposed to engage people get them interested and get them to ask more questions because that's where you can really get into what are their needs and how might you be able to help them or work with them so let me give you some examples of people that we've worked with in the past there's someone that called it the fast results formula The CEO System, Igniting Your Greatness, a Savvy Selling, The Happiness Program, The Accelerated Client Engagement Process, and The Ultimate Success Formula. So you can see there's all of these really unique names and hopefully as I read those names you were even thinking, oh that sounds interesting, I wish I could learn more about that." that. That's the whole point of having the branded process. It really makes it unique and gives you some extra credibility. And as an aside, the the example that I gave earlier of the technology uh, coach that we were working with, he calls his UBS the five pillars of productivity. Remember, there were five things he looked at, and everything he does fits into that. And when I first heard about the five pillars of productivity, my next question to him was, oh, that sounds interesting. What is that? And he had an opportunity then to explain to me all the things he does.
1: Well, that's a great way to start the conversation and really start to learn about what someone does and how it might be able to support you or you might know someone that can use what they have to offer. I think the unique branded process is something that's really important for everyone to have because it really sets you apart in the marketplace. And we'd love to learn what your unique branded process is and have you share with us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit. And if you're looking to create your unique branded process and you're not even sure where to start, we'd love to have a conversation with you. And if you're interested, just email Michael at T K. 2 p.com that's michael at tk the number 2p.com and be sure to connect with us on turn knowledge to profit radio
2: you know this has really been a great conversation i want to thank all of you for joining us today on turn knowledge to profit again i want to remind you to visit our turn knowledge to profit page on facebook and share your questions your insights and your ahas And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week.
0: Turn knowledge to profit